Welcome to King's Touch Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here. And wherever you're listening from, we believe God's word will impact your everyday life. Amen. Are you ready for the word today? All right. I'd like to take us to the book of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. And we'll go to verse 10. Ephesians chapter 2. And we'll go to verse 10. Maybe let's back up to verse 8. So that we have it in a bit of context. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Verse 9. Not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. I'll read that again. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God has prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for that word. We pray that you breathe upon that word, your presence, your power, your anointing, your grace, your understanding uh, come today to us, oh God. Make preaching easy, make teaching easy, and bridge the gap of communication between the speaker and the hearers, that they may hear as the learned, that the word of God may be unto them precept upon precept, Precept upon precept, here a little and there a little, to the glory of the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, for the wonderful Holy Spirit who takes place, takes position, and empowers me today to speak your word to the glory of your name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And somebody say amen. Amen. Um, My objective today, if I will succeed, my objective today is to get you to appreciate the significance of walking with God as a person. Uh, My second objective is to shine a little light on the importance of his presence in your life. My third objective is... um, that you may understand your identity in Christ and your assignment. Now, I may not follow that order, but at least you know what we want to achieve today is to understand your identity in Christ, understanding the importance of God's presence, understanding the importance of walking with God, and understanding your identity in Christ and your assignment glory to God so we just read a scripture uh, from the book of Ephesians and it tells us that you are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus uh, uh, to do good works that God has prepared beforehand that you may walk in it Um, powerful piece of scripture that Paul wrote to the church in Ephesus having told them that they were born again or they were saved by grace and it's not by their works, it is not by their deeds, it is not by anything they could achieve by themselves, but it is actually by the working of God. 
It is by the working of God. And then he brings them to a level where he's telling them they were actually saved for a purpose, not just saved uh, so that they could go to heaven. A lot of people believe that, you know, we're saved for heaven. So uh, if we're saved for heaven, then why are you not in heaven right now? You see, the reason why God has you here is because there is a work that God has prepared beforehand. In other words, way before God gave, uh, way before God released your spirit into your mother's womb, way before your mother, there was conception. Uh, God had a purpose. God had a plan. God had um, a desire to do something in and through your life. God called you. God wanted you to do something beyond just your normal, ordinary human life. God wanted you to achieve some things that only he could help you to do. And that's why he's beginning to tell you that he saved you. And then he later tells you why he saved you. He saved you for a work that he wants you to do glory to Jesus there is a reason as to why God saved you second Timothy chapter 1 verse 9 second Timothy chapter 1 verse 9 it says who has saved us and called us with a holy calling not according to your works but according to his own purpose and grace which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began the things that God has called you to do or the things that God wants you to do, the purpose, the thing that defines the reason why you're here on earth, the thing that will keep you here on earth is to understand why God has called you and to exercise yourself in that right, to do what God has called you to do. A church that understands the calling of God is a church that will be here after the storm has come and gone. A church that understands the the call of God upon them is a church that will do great things in the city or in the nation where they are. When God positions a people in a place, he positions them to do something beyond their own power, beyond their own grace, beyond their own ability. God is not calling you to do something within your ability. Uh, you're looking at your ability, you're looking in the wrong place. God is calling you to do something greater than your natural ability, greater than the ability of your family family and your uncles and your your all your people put together there is a grace a reason as to why God is calling you and God is not calling you because you're beautiful God is not calling you because you're tall God is not calling you because you look this way or because you look that way God does not call you because you are in a certain you look a certain way God is not calling you because you're a silver vessel he's not calling you because you're a golden vessel he's not calling you because you are, are um, uh, a, a blessed vessel in a certain way or a stylish vessel the reason why God is calling you is because he you are obedient you are obeying his uh, his word you are willing to uh, to to uh, uh, allow him to use you and that's why when uh, God was speaking in uh, Isaiah chapter number six he says whom shall we send and who shall go for us and Isaiah said here I am send me. There's got to be a willingness in the heart of a church and a willingness in the heart of a people to respond to the call of God. A call is an invitation by God to do something beyond your ability. So God invited you so that he could give you an assignment, so that he could give you a work 
to do so that he could give you something so that that by doing that people could look at your life and know that God exists and know that God loves his people and know that God is up to something great the reason why people are in doubt is because those that have been endowed with the grace to do the works of God and the great things of God shy away from the works of God and therefore they end up doing natural normal things but God called you so you could do supernatural things not natural things he called you to understand that you are a superman of sort in other words the ability of God is infused on the inside of you so that you don't walk an ordinary life oh I hate walking an ordinary life I hate doing ordinary things because I understand I have been called to do greater than ordinary things that's why he's, the Bible says for they that know their God shall be strong and do exploits there is a level that God has called you unto it is a level of exploits that, that means simply things that cannot be explained by human understanding in other words when a church is walking into its calling it, it into what God has called it to do the invitation of God they God pays for his invitation when he invites you in a place he will take care of the bill you will not struggle in your own strength he will do what he has to do so that people will know only God could have done this in other words I want to let you know that you are God's advertisement you are God's place of announcement when God wants to announce what he can do in a, in a human vessel weak as you may be wimpy as you may be you know small as you may be puny and tiny as you may be when the supernatural grace of God has properly settled on your life everybody will know that something divine just happened in and through your life I came to tell an individual in this place the time for you to play around has come to an end the time for you to be normal has come to an end it is time for you to come to a place where the rubber meets the road where iron sharpens iron it's time for you to come to a place where you understand that God has placed an anointing on your life and it's not just a normal ordinary anointing it's his anointing it's a great anointing the Bible says that how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all those who are oppressed of the devil for God was with him that's why he says that for you are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus but that God has called to do great works he has prepared these great works beforehand that you may walk in them your calling is supernatural it's not natural your calling is powerful it's not less than that your calling is by God himself and and it's not by your neighbor it's not by man some of you God has been calling you but you're not paying attention to his voice some of you God is calling you but you don't understand that it's God's voice I remember a young man called Samuel God wanted to draw his attention because God had a work for him in the prophetic field and God called and said Samuel Samuel and then he ran out to Eli because he thought it was Eli calling him and Eli said I didn't call you and then he went back he had the voice of God saying Samuel Samuel and then he ran out again because his heart was little he did not know the voice of God he did not know the, the mind of God and there are people in this place that have callings from God but they're still little in their hearts that's why their discussion is still worldly things I came to get you out of that worldly setting into a place where God can use you I came to set you on fire I came to place you in a place where you will begin to understand that when you go into prayer 
and begin to shanda brata brekele bruda sata you are invoking something supernatural that will cause your future to open and your destiny to begin to shine in this world in this generation i'm i'm told it's reliably told it's a generation z it's a generation that doesn't want to know anything but all the things that don't matter but it shall not be so with you yeah. i said it shall not be so with you yeah. you will arise on your feet and understand hear the voice of god calling you and respond to that voice because something on the inside of you has got to move to do something great in this generation this generation needs to move in the right direction they need a leader that has the presence of god they need a leader that has the power of god they need somebody that has the grace of god and it is you that god is looking upon god is not looking at the people out there he's looking at you to bring them in here so that he can do in them what only he can do to those who are in his presence there are evangelists that are sitting here and they have never known God call on their lives. There are prophets that are sitting here that have never known that God has called them to be prophets. There are, there are apostles that are seated in this place and they just seated. They don't know that God has a great, great call on their lives. There are, there are CEOs that are seated in here. Business managers and seated here. Creative people that are seated in this place and they still don't know that God has called them and because they don't know they have settled for less than God's best thinking it is the best that God has for them unless it is supernatural it is not the best that God has for you unless the hand of God is upon it it is not the best that God has for you it may have the hand of technology but that's not the best that God has for you it may have the hand of uh, your the voices of your friends but it's not the best that God has for you what God wants to do through you is to give you his presence so that when you move in a place you look peculiar you look alone you look set apart and when you move into a place have you ever come have you ever met somebody that just has a perfume that is different from all the other perfumes that you know I mean everybody has the perfume but this one has a different kind of perfume they walk in and every eye follows them and they walk around and the perfume just fills up the whole place I'm talking about the presence of God that you carry upon your life that when you get into a place something significant is infused in the atmosphere that the attention of everybody is drawn to you because now they know you have the answer you have the solution you have the power you have the grace and they don't even know why they're being attracted to you but they know that something on the inside of you is speaking to something on the inside of them that they want to have a bit of what you have because they know that something must be something really really great glory to god hallelujah when will you come to a place of desiring God in a way that you want to go home with God, not just date? I know many of you are single and you understand the theory of dating. But you see, the theory of dating is very unfortunate because just when you begin to enjoy the presence of that person, you have to take them home because there is curfew. Lest you're asked, why did you return home at this time? And so because you don't want to be home, you don't want to come home late because you don't want to ask, be asked questions, you request and say by 7 or by 8, I got to be home. So no matter what you do, 
go out to this restaurant, go to that place, go to the beach at eight, baby. We gotta be home. But you see, when you get tired of dating, then you think about something more permanent. Uh. The reason why is because you love this person so much, you want their presence with you all the time. So you get out of the dating game, which is always in a run, in a rush. You're here now, you're there, you're here not. You know, you're here now, you're here not. You, you appear and you disappear, you know, and you know you're here, you're there, and you're nowhere. But the moment you want to settle, then you decide and say, I love you so much, I want to marry you. And I'll take you home so that when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I see is you. When I go to bed late at night, the last thing I see is you. Now, when, when, when you date God, that's exactly what happens. You come to church and say, God, I love you so much, but bye, I've got to go right now because from now on, it's just my time. It's me time. And then off you are, you do what you do. Then you remember you come for fellowship and then you're there for another half an hour. Then you say, God, thank you so much. I love you so much. I'll see you next time. It's been great you know, doing business with you and off you are. No, you've got to come to a place where you're not dating God, but you've got to come to a place where you want to be engaged with God. You want to stay with God. You want to tarry with God. You want to uh, uh, have a relationship with God that is not dependent on times and that's uh, not dependent on things and issues and this and that, but you can go with God everywhere and the evidence of it will be everywhere around you because now you're not at that level of just dating. You have come into a covenant connection with God and you are there where he is and he is there where you are. Can you lift up yourself and come to that level where you can talk to God, not just uh, once in a while, but you can talk to God every day because you know, he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. You know that he is right there with you. Church, I believe God is calling us to an understanding of what he has called us to do. Until we come to that place of a clear, proper understanding of what he has called us to do, we remain in the same place, doing the same thing and moving no further. But you, you must get tired of staying in the same mountain. You must get tired of staying in the same place, being the same person. No transformation, no, uh, no, no, no movement, no, 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 no level of anything. You're right there and there is nothing significant happening in your life. It is because you haven't come to an understanding of what God has called you to do. You see, when you come to an understanding of what God has called you to do, you become fearless because you know, I have a calling, I have a grace, it's something that I'm supposed to do and you become fearless. You become bold. You come into the understanding of your identity in Christ. You come to the understanding of what he, of what it is or what it means to walk with God himself. Glory to God. Second Peter chapter one, verse 10. So 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 10 says, Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. God lets you know what he has called you to do. And after that, you must be diligent. You must be, um, uh, you must come into a place of understanding that this calling that I carry is where my breakthrough is aligned. It is what defines what my purpose is. God calls you and he equips you for what he has called you for. God doesn't call you and then lets you suffer alone in your walk. No, God calls you 
And then he begins the process of equipping you for that calling. Amen. So he says then, be diligent to make your calling and election sure. It is your work as an individual. Our work as a church, there is the individual responsibility and the collective responsibility of understanding that as an individual, I need to align myself. And I know some of you still tell yourselves narratives that, you know, I'm young. I want to introduce you to some young people. Uh, Jeremiah, who was five years old, and God called him to be a prophet to the nations. And even Jesus, when God called him, he was still a young man. And Joseph was only 17 years old when God called him. So if you're not younger than five, you are in good hands. You are good to understand the call of God. Glory to God. You can, under, you can come into a place where you begin to crave, desire, want to understand and know what exactly God has called you for. And because you're trying to find your purpose outside of God, it is the reason why people get to 60 years old and they still don't understand what they are here for. In other words, they were not living, they were only existing, you know. It is not time for you to exist. It is time for you to understand how to live in Christ. Glory to God. The things that are hindering you and causing you to shy away from the call of God are actually not worth it. They are not that big. They are not as big as you make them sound. They are not as big as you make them look. They are so insignificant in the eyes of God that, 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 uh, that if you only obeyed and gave yourself and said, God, here I am. Use me as you want me to be used. Use me for what you want me to do. Reveal your purpose to me. Uh, that takes me to um, uh, to 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 11. You know, you must be diligent and say, I want this. I want it so bad that I will get it. Do you know Many of you have learned to want things that are not of God and you've succeeded in getting them. But when it comes to the things of God, you, you, you say, I can't figure out how to get it. But when you wanted that girl, you could figure out how to get her. When you, when you saw that guy and you felt like, I think I like this guy, you figured out how to get close to him. Now, I want you to bring the same fire that you're taking to the wrong place. I want you to bring it into the service of God. Glory to God. I want you to bring it into a place that will uh, begin to allow you to experience God at another level. Because God wants you to experience him at another level. You need to be diligent and aggressive about what God has called you for. And if you don't know it, you're not in the wrong place. Stay in the presence of God and allow him to communicate what he called you to do. Because God never called you to do everything. And some of you are lifting up your ladders and you're climbing up the ladder and you're feeling good. And I like what Dr. Phil said. He said, what if you climb up the ladder, get up to the top, and then you realize that you climbed up the wrong wall and you are indeed supposed to climb the opposite ladder on the opposite wall? What do you do? Now, before you climb up that ladder, or before you climb too high up that ladder, I want you to come down just like God, Jesus called Lazarus out of the tree. Lazarus climbed the tree so he would see Jesus. And Jesus came and said, Lazarus, come down from that tree. You know, and he came down from that tree and he met with Jesus. So come down from that place and get to the right place and you will begin to have all the right people. The, some of you are wondering, why do I always have the wrong men? Why do I always meet the wrong people? Yes, because you are in the wrong place. 
place now it's a matter of position change your position you'll begin to meet the wrong the right people because the right people cannot be in the wrong place you are looking for the living among the dead come out of the graveyard and begin to come where they're living people and you will find them in case you didn't know that's a scripture glory to God hallelujah amen well that scripture was told to someone who was looking for Jesus in the grave he said why are you looking for the living among the dead he's not here for his reason glory to God hallelujah Therefore, we also pray always for you. Now, this is the pastor's part. We also pray always for you that our God would count you worthy of his calling and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith in power. This is our prayer, that God will count you worthy of his calling and that you will fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness. Can you imagine God is calling you to goodness because he's called you to good works. And therefore, he wants you to understand the good pleasure of his goodness. Nothing beats that. Nothing beats that. No boyfriend, no girlfriend, no, no relationship. Nothing beats that. The reason why you have cravings that take you the wrong place is because you have not connected to the right people. So the craving takes you to the wrong people. Every craving will take you to the wrong place. But when the, when the craving you have begins to take you to your prayer chamber, then you know that something is about to be transformed in your life. I understand that your pastor prays for you. My question is, do you pray for yourself? And I'm not talking about asking things. I'm not talking about begging for things. I'm talking about coming to a place where you want to understand why am I here? What did you call me to do? What is the purpose of my life? You need to get to a point where you are so desperate to know why you were born, that nothing comes in, that you will take time to even keep food away from you. Just because you need to align yourself with your purpose in life. You, take, you come to a place where you can keep your friends away from you and your phone away from you just because you need to hear the voice of God telling you this is the way walking in it. If we don't come into a desired place to want to understand why God called us, we remain ordinary. And those that come from behind, they go before you and you say, how did this happen? How did they get up there? Because there comes a time, there comes a place in life where positions are spiritual. Mm. There is a place you can use all the tricks in the book. Give your body, give, your, give a good language. Give. There's a place you can do that. But there's a place. Where if you don't have an understanding of spiritual things, you remain in the same place because the next level is very spiritual. The next level of being a CEO is not for weak, wimpy people. CEOs don't come from a weak place. CEOs come from a spiritual place. They have pastors. They have prophets. Whether they are witches or they are gods. 
They have somebody spiritual. They have a spiritual altar where they go. And so here you are, a lovely, wonderful Christian who goes to King's Touch, proudly so. And then you go into an atmosphere of someone who is endowed from an altar that is from outside there. And they're Tanzanian just like you, look good just like you, going to the same schools just like you. And then you go in from, from the, for the same job interview. Somebody's about to lose because the altar that somebody goes to, they understand their connection. And you just come to church, have no lifestyle that, uh, you know, that is connected to God. You check in and you check out. All you have is an excitement that, you know what? I am from King's Touch. You need to follow the King's Touch. You need to understand the power of your knees. You need to understand the power of an open Bible. You need to understand the power of a lonely night, not because you're missing somebody, but because you're somewhere in some place crying out to God at 3 a.m. and saying, God, you either come down or I come up. God, I want to see you move in my life. God, do something in this world that nobody has seen. God, you need to come to a place where you can talk to God, connect to your altar, so when you leave that altar and go for a job interview, you know who you are. You know whose you are. And you know who's going to speak through you. You know the presence you carry. And when you go there, you know it's the greater one. You can say, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. The devil is defeated. No weapon formed against me shall prosper in the name of Jesus. Every time you go before somebody and your palms begin to sweat, and you begin to fear, I want you to know that sweat and fear is not because of that somebody. There's something they carry that is causing you to sweat and fear. Uh. No power in your life, no breakthrough in your life. It's as simple as that. No prayer in your life, no power in your life. It's as simple as that. It's always wonderful to go to a church where people pray. It makes preaching easy. It makes prophecy easy. It makes God's move easy because there is an atmosphere that dictates the spiritual arena in that place because the people pray. It's always wonderful to go to minister to a believer's house who prays because when you go there, there is an atmosphere. There is a presence because the believer prays. I know you all look at the people around you and you look at them with their innocent faces and you think they're as innocent as you. Thank God you're innocent. But I came to tell you that your innocence should not be taken for foolishness. That the people you stumble upon are spiritual in nature. They have a spiritual connection. When they're not with you, they're somewhere they go. Mm. what am I trying to do I am trying to provoke you I'm trying to provoke that thing on the inside of you to come to a place of saying God if you've called me I am here I step into this calling and I want to know everything that you have for me I want to, to provoke you to a place where the prayer meetings will be full you do everything to get to that prayer meeting because you know after a day's work I need to be at the prayer meeting Where do you go when prayer is going on? 
Where do you go? What happens when the Lord wakes you up at night? I know many of you here, you know that God is waking you up because you, you know that you are supposed to be waking up to pray, but then you, 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 everything around you tells you you can't wake up. It's, it's too cold. It's, it's too hot. It's, it's too something, whatever it is that you tell yourself. But you're young enough to start seeking God right now. Can I tell you something? Where you stand as a young person is where you sit as an old person. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We can't have a prayerless church. We can't afford it, not now, not at this age, not at this time. We must come to a place where prayer is hot on the, on the altar. We must come to a place where the prayer meeting is full and people are there pacing left and right, up and down, and they're seeking God. I need to come, I need to see that the normal person, that, that, that gossiper who just sits there and gossips and listens to the preaching and says, I don't know what they're talking about. What is that they're saying? You need to come to a place where you know, you're not trying to examine what the pastor is saying in a wrong way, but you're responding to what he's saying, and then you connect with it and say, if he said we go for prayer, we go for prayer, period. The pastor and seers of this world are not made in the clubs. There is a place. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, my fortress, my God. In Him shall I trust. His truth shall be my shield and my buckler. What do you say of your God? You can't say of him when you don't know him. You can only say what you know. If I can succeed in setting you on fire, just like, uh, uh, just like, uh, 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 Samson did he, he Samson got the foxes and tied them up and he released them he lit their tails on fire and he released them into the enemy's harvest I would rather be like the fox going to burn up the enemy's harvest than wait like Gideon's time when the enemy was coming to burn up their harvest my harvest is not burning in Jesus name I said my harvest is not burning in Jesus' name. Tell your neighbor my harvest is not burning in Jesus' name. You need to come to a place where you decide what it's going to be. We're not talking about just firefighting. We're talking about dominance. The spirit of dominion on the life of the people of God. That everywhere you go, you reign in life through Christ Jesus. You dominate. That's the testimony I want to hear. You dominate the business world. You, you, being on the bottom of the business world is not of God. But being on top of the business world must take an anointing. The anointing God will place on your life, the calling that God has placed on your life will cause you to succeed in the place he has called you. Because when I look at you, I see greatness in this place. 
I see greatness that has not yet been expressed. I see greatness that is waiting to be expressed. I see greatness that is raw and dormant. I see greatness that is seated on somebody that has never realized what God has called them to do. But I'm hoping that as you hear this message today, you will think about it. That this city is spiritual. That's the nature of all cities. And that if you are going to attain to what God wants you to do, education is good but not enough. Your looks are good but it's not enough. Ah, your tribe is good but it's not enough. Even your nationality is good but it's not enough. Wakisema kuna kazi hapa na sifa ndio hizi. Awe mtanzania, you're not the only one. Awe hivi, awe hivi, awe hivi, you're not the only one. There's something that sets you apart above all those. And until you come to a place where you're beyond your pastor praying for you, until you come to a place where you're beyond being, you know, being, I want to use the English word, but it's not as strong as the Swahili word, kubembelezwa. Yeah? Being pampered, you can pray. Well, I don't know. I'm just, I'm tired. I'm weak. I'm, yeah. I want to bring you to a place where you look beyond your makeup, where you look beyond men, where you look beyond women. I want to bring you to a place where you understand that you're special, not because the boy told you you're special. You're special because God called you to be so. I want to bring you to a place where you understand you're beautiful, you're wonderful because you are created like that. I want to bring you to a point where you are so much in love with Jesus. I mean, how many of you ever came to the pastor and said, I just want to love Jesus. How can you help me? Every time you come to the pastor, it's because because you have a broken heart. Can you please mend my broken heart? And I am telling you, if you have a broken heart, even the most anointed bishop laying hands on you will not take it away. Until you take your heart to the one who created it, your little heart will suffer. Hello. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and share the message to your family and friends. Follow us on our social media at Kingstar Church.